guys, we're going to get into Better Call Saul Season 6, Episode 5, Black and Blue, real quick. But first, let me talk and give you some programming reminders. So we just, over the weekend, did a extra-long, fully-produced super episode for Moon Knight Season 1. I was joined by my friend Tim, and we went over the whole episode, or the whole season of Moon Knight, the finale, its place in the larger MCU and Phase 4 in particular. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go check it out wherever you find podcasts. You listen to this, you found it. Go find that one. Great episode. My favorite episode of none yet. So with that noted, we're also going to be coming back with more Halo pods. We're going to be coming back with Kenobi pods when that comes on. We're going to hit you with an Ozark season recap pretty soon here. Want to give people ample time in case you know you're like me and you weren't able to binge it. Uh, I just finished it a night or two ago, so just giving ample time for everybody to finish that before we put the pod out. So, with that being said, let's get into Better Call Saul. So, I felt this was... I think I like this episode more than most. Uh, If you look at reactions on the internet, if you listen to any other pods that cover it, uh, people have been negative, saying not much happened. Uh, I think... I think this is a very narrow-minded view of the show, having just done a big rewatch myself. I mean, these are the episodes that give you everything. You know, things take setup. The payoffs don't matter if there's no setup. They just happen. Things happen quick. I mean, not to give any spoilers on this, but, you know, just watching the last season of Ozark, things just happen, you know, kind of on a whim or within the course of one episode. It really takes all the emotional impact out of it. I don't, I don't like that in my TV. I find it to be cheap, and it's the reason Better Call Saul, I think, is one of the greatest shows of all time and the best show running today. So this episode featured a lot. Um, there was a lot from the Kim, Jimmy, slash Saul and Howard or Howard storyline. Uh, there was the return of Lalo Salamanca, which is huge. And uh, where there wasn't really much was the Mike and Gus relationship, but there was a lot of stuff on the Gus side of that, just not with Mike. So uh, we can start. Why don't we start there? We finish there and start there. So the big thing that happens with Gus and Mike, Mike is snuck in to Gus's hideout we saw last episode, um, which impressive. This old crinkly guy fits in the trunk of this car. Uh, that old Ram 4. Very impressive. So him and Gus are having a talk after Gus has been stressed out at uh, Poyos. He seems to have an epiphany. And Gus tells Mike, uh, we're going out. It seems some something has changed for Gus. I think I know what that thing is. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, this is what I thought watching the episode. And it's been confirmed, I think, to me, by a lot of the speculation around. And I think the Insider Podcast, the Better Call Saul Insider Podcast, even somewhat hinted at this, too. If you remember a season or two ago, there was an episode involving Magical Electromotive, which, you know, Tate is a big thing in Breaking Bad. Hoyos Hermanos is a big part of it. Um, it's part of the whole big money laundering shell corporation thing that they have going on. Uh, in that episode, 
Gus introduces in this meeting with the other food places, he introduces spice curls. So, in this episode we're talking about today, Black and Blue, Gus attempting to go about his day. Um, still obviously stressed and worried about Lalo. Um, is taking a gentleman's order at the counter. Um, this gentleman hopefully is ordering for a family because he's ordering a 12-piece extra spicy chicken bucket, two Cokes, and uh, turns out a large order of Spice Curls. Now the Spice Curls seems to trigger something for Gus. What does it trigger? Germany. Germany. What does Germany mean in this show? So season four involved the Germans were there to help build the super lab for Breaking Bad. Lalo is off looking for proof. We mentioned this last episode on the pod. If you haven't and you don't believe me, go back and check. But I'm sure you all listened to that one. I said I thought Lalo was going to Germany to get proof for the super lab. Gus made this connection himself. What could Lalo be doing if he's not out just for revenge and just to come kill Gus himself? Why is he not there? What could he be doing? The Spice Girls triggers Germany. What's in Germany? These guys. The guys that worked on my super lab. This is where he is. He's going to come for my super lab. This is what he's doing. Obviously, he doesn't exactly know Lalo's looking for proof. But, uh, I mean, I don't think it's that crazy that if he's not there for revenge, he's looking to turn the cartel against Gus. And that would be the way to do it. So Gus then, him and Mike, go to the site of the super lab, the unfinished super lab. Um, Gus turns off the lights, or he uncouples the plug for the lights, whatever exactly that is, um, so he can easily uh, turn off the lights, unplug it. Um, and he goes and he plants a gun into this piece of equipment. If you're a eagle-eyed watcher, I found this on Reddit. I did not see this myself. You'll see that they're in the flash of darkness before the commercial break. You can see Gus or somebody, I'm assuming it's Gus, back to where he put the gun, reaching down to grab the gun. You know, it can be theorized this is him. And, you know, in, in the episode itself, not hidden in darkness. Gus is pacing out this walk to where he puts the gun. So it can be assumed he turned off the lights, walked over, made sure, you know, kind of did a dry run. Can I find this gun? He seems to think that his showdown with Lalo, this is where it's going to take place. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, you know, a Breaking Bad Chekhov's gun never never ends up bad. We saw that in, in actual Breaking Bad. And, uh, well, you know, we saw that in ways... Um, with Chuck's lanterns, you know, those are always, they repeatedly brought up, you know, he's got these lanterns, um, these stacks of newspapers, it's just a fire hazard, and that's how Chuck goes out. So these things, you know, they're not planted for no reason. The gun will go off. Um, one thing about this show is when you're shown what the plan is, like, I think we kind of are here it's probably not going to go like Gus thinks, which excites me. I like when they show me the plan because it's not going to go like they think. And it's going to be exciting, an exciting finale involving Gus and Lalo down the road somewhere whenever we get there. 
Oh, on the other side of the show, Jim, Kimmy, Howard. So um, Jimmy's got his new office. He's got his uh, questionable clientele. He's got the receptionist back. She's wondering, where's Kim? I don't know how Jimmy talked to her and uh, didn't fill her in on that on the way, but I guess he thought maybe she wouldn't show up. But then he greases the wheels. We kind of see the impetus of her being kind of scamming Jimmy out of money. Jimmy saw a lot of money in Breaking Bad from time to time. Um, and I don't know if I needed this much uh, prequel, how did she become this way for her? But we got it. So we got it. This is how she, why she is the way she is in Breaking Bad. Just wanting money from Walt, wanting money from Saul. Um, so we have that. And then, you know, more um, Kim and Jimmy scamming. Kim has her old paralegal come meet her at the restaurant, which is apparently now her office, it seems. Uh, and it seems this whole conversation is to get information on who the judge is that's overseeing the Sandpiper case. So I, uh, I think we can all put the piece of the puzzle together here that they're probably, especially considering the conversation Jimmy and Kim have later, where you know this guy's mustache, that's a lot less face we have to work with, that's good. They're probably going to hire somebody to impersonate this judge. For what purpose? I don't know. But it's probably not good news for Howard. And speaking of Howard, so Howard, after their meeting with some of the Sam Piper claimants, um, Cliff Maine confronts him about the suspected cocaine use. Howard is none too happy about this. Uh, he finds out that Kim was meeting with Cliff when he saw when he saw quote unquote Howard throw the hooker out of his car in the last episode. Um, so Howard then put the piece of the puzzle together. This is Jimmy. Does he think it's Kim or does Jimmy? Because we know previously last season. Howard thought that Jimmy was kind of dragging Kim along through all this. And so it, it's, um, it remains to be seen if that's how he still feels. But so that, that's up in the air. But he, he knows Jimmy is doing this. So Jimmy has his whole day. You know, he has his office now. He's not making house calls. But he makes his one house call. He's asking Francesca, well, why am I, why am I making a house call here, blah, blah, blah at this boxing gym he heads in and who's there Howard and they have a hilarious boxing match you know we don't know now we may never know but the show likes to tell us we we might eventually find out if Jimmy threw the fight or if Howard just whooped him uh, I think it's funny that in real life despite the difference in size and you would think that if you just looked at him Howard's the guy he would take out he would take out Jimmy, no problem. The actors, um, Patrick Fabian Howard, was not excited about doing this. He was very concerned. Um, they had to do a lot of training. And uh, at the same time, Bob Odenkirk was doing that movie Nobody, where he was an action star. So he was fit, ready to go, and done training for all this already. Very confident. I, I think it's just funny that that's definitely different than how it appeared on the show, how opposite it was in real life. So they had their little little brawl. Howard hopes that this squashes things between them and Jimmy got out of the system 
or he knocks some sense into Jimmy one way or the other. He says, you know, I'm probably not. He goes outside, hops into a car, and who's there? Private investigator. So we got a private investigator following Jimmy. Are they following Kim? We don't know. That brings back that. We don't know if Howard thinks Kim is involved or if Jimmy's just dragging her along for the ride. The one thing that can worry everybody. So the previous episode, we had the interaction between Mike and Kim. Where Mike says, you're going to see my guys following you. Don't worry about it. Is Kim going to... And she never told Jimmy. But Jimmy's not keeping an eye out for anybody. Is Kim going to see these guys following and think, ah, it's Mike's guys. Not going to worry about it like he told me to. But it's really Howard's PI and they're going to do something and get caught up and this is going to get ugly. Or, because she never told Jimmy, is Jimmy going to catch on? Um, and Kim's going to think that it's Mike's guys, but it's really Howard. I don't know. This could get really messy. Uh, but at the same time, so after this, Jimmy and Kim have a moment at her, her apartment where they seem completely unfazed about the whole Howard knowing that it's them thing. So do they care? Do they know he has a PI hired? Do they assume something like that could happen? That's, uh, I mean, that's a big intrigue of the episode for me in terms of what's going to happen next in the, you know, the main character storyline. I would say I have no idea. So I'm not going to further speculate because it's really been really cool about this plan is we don't really know what the hell is going on. And as a opposite of what I was saying earlier, when you know what's, when they tell you what's going to happen, it usually goes wrong. I feel like when I don't tell you what's going to happen, it tends to go right. So, you know, I guess I said I wasn't going to speculate, but here's a little speculation. Maybe their plan goes out without a hitch though. And fast forward 30 seconds here. If you don't watch the, next episode or you don't want anything um if you don't watch the next time on better call Saul stuff don't want to know anything all right i think i've given enough time so in the preview for the next episode there's the vacuum repair card so if you remember the vacuum salesman vacuum repair salesman whatever from breaking bad he's the one who was a disappearer he's the one who allowed jesse walt saw all to disappear so if this shows up in the next episode um is this just something that they're like okay now we have this if we need it but why do they think they might need it we don't know who is it that gets it where do they get it from um, do they need it next episode that's the big intrigue going forward so i don't know where we're gonna go but uh i don't know like i said this episode set up so much so people that don't think it People think that this was nothing or a filler episode, just weren't paying attention, in my opinion. So then, last part of the episode to talk about, Lalo. He's back. He's been missing for a few episodes. People missed him. I missed him. He's a charismatic, fun character, if not evil and murderous and horrible at the same time. He went to Germany, like we speculated on this podcast, like a lot of people speculated out there. He went to Germany. He tracked down Marguerite. Margarita, uh, Werner Ziegler's wife. Werner Ziegler, the guy who was part of the German crew working on the Super Lab in season four. Mike had to kill at the end um, because he wanted to go see his wife. That's a very quick version, but there's more to it than that. 
um, people wondering how did Lalo track her down just based off of Werner Ziegler's name. Think back. So what's the big incident where he was trying to track down Ziegler and Mike in that episode? He went to the travel wire where he killed that guy. If you recall, he printed out information about the transaction where Werner's wife sent him money. So this is how he got her information. He knew where to go. He knew where she sent that from at the very least and knew her name. It gave him an idea. He was able to go. If, if I mean, it, for all we know, it gave him her address. So we know that. Um, so Lalo goes and uh, kind of seduces her. They really hit it off. I strangely was hoping Lalo would just fall in love with her and she would fall in love with him when they would run off into the sunset together. Lalo never to be seen again and everybody just, you know, on pins and needles wondering if he's ever going to show up when in reality he's just living it up with Margarita. But that is not what happened. Um, The episode kicked off with, you know, a very classic Better Call Saul Breaking Bad opening where they're making the slide rule, putting it in like an epoxy type of thing for Ziegler. It can be insinuated based on the things that were said in the episode. This was a gift to Marguerite after he passed from his guys, but it also could have been a gift from them earlier on. Um, This ends up being what Lalo finds in the house that he takes with him. There's a sticker on it that says where it was made. So I believe he's going to find out who got that made. He's going to track them down and find out what they were working on. Because Marguerite says they took all the stuff regarding his jobs. Went right after he died when lawyers came. Basically convinced her that it was a workplace accident. And what actually happened is not what happened. So that stuff wasn't there. This is the only evidence that was at her house that he could find. Uh, there was a real tense moment where Marguerite... So Marguerite leaves while sneaks into the house after he's been apparently staking it out all night after their night together before that. Um, he luckily found a very bilingual dog who speaks English, Spanish, German, um, got the dog to quiet down and stop barking. Uh, Marguerite forgets her cell phone and comes back home while Lolo's snooping around looking for something to help him on his search. He pulls out a gun, pops a silencer on it. We all think, man, this would be another Andrea from Breaking Bad situation. Luckily, it wasn't. I know my heart was pounding almost more than anything all season. I was, you know, the actress playing Margarita was awesome. We all, I'm sure we all fell in love with her right away. I know I did. She was great. Luckily, Lalo pulled his Lalo Superman shenanigans and jumped out the window at the last second. Um, luckily, like I said, he's Superman, was able to jump out the second story window and get out of there without having to harm her. Remains to be seen if she'll pop back up. I think she was great. I hope she does pop back up, but I'm worried if she does. So I almost hope she doesn't because I don't want anything to happen to her. So Lalo has this now. Uh, Once again, uh, fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear stuff from the next time on Better Call Saul preview after the episode. All right. Giving you enough time again. It looks like he's going to track down Kai, which is another thing we speculated. Uh, we didn't speculate the Margarita at all, but we thought Kai might be might be the guy that Lalo was going for in Germany on this podcast. So Kai might be willing to give up some info. And if he's not willing, I'm sure Lalo has ways to make him. 
So that seems to be where he's going next after the slide roll stuff. Uh, Lalo's going to keep getting closer and closer. I wonder if this is going to be something that's resolved in this first half. So we got this episode. This next episode is the penultimate of the half season. And then in two weeks will be the half season finale before the show comes back, I believe, in July. So I wonder if this will be resolved before then and we'll be more onto the future and Gene stuff and whatnot, or if uh, maybe him finally having his proof and heading back off to New Mexico will be the cliffhanger for him that remains to be seen as well. So that's where we stand on everybody. So anyone thinking this episode was crap, this episode was filler, nothing happened because no one died, you know, you haven't paying attention to the show if that's the only time things happen to you is when, you know, people die or there's shootouts or something big with the cartel. The show is all set up and then satisfying payoff because of that setup and attention to detail. This is what this episode was. We're going to go back and look at this episode down the road and it's going to be one of the best. Or it's at least not going to be one of the worst. It'll fall right in the middle of all the other great setup episodes the show has had. Trust me. It will. I look forward to next week. Um, we'll have tons more to talk about, I'm sure, as a pen, penultimate. I know it's only a mid-season, but penultimate episodes in this universe usually is, usually are quite the doozies. So I look forward to that. I look forward to coming back to all of you again with uh, Halo coverage, Ozark coverage, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I forgot to mention that off the top. We'll have a pod on that, too. And hopefully try to hook up with Tim on that again for another big, long episode because I think that movie deserves a big, long discussion. We'll see if that's able to happen. At the very least, I promise to give you guys a good, juicy, um, single discussion if necessary. I know big, long, and juicy are great ways to describe a podcast. I'm aware. So don't at me. Or do. Please do. At the podcast if you have to. Finding Time Pod on Twitter. FindingTimePod at gmail.com if you want to send in some feedback. We do have a voicemail ability on the podcast. There's a link in the description every episode. Uh, Get back to us. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, I'm JJ, and I will see you later, or I will see you on another time. Bye.